Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash the fan. It's time to kick off with Dirt and Sprague. Matt LaFleur urges on this home crowd, hugs everywhere on that Green Bay sideline, and the Packers are going to the playoffs, and maybe even ahead of schedule. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at WarrenAllen.com. Wildcard Week with Dirt and Sprague on 1080. It means everything. You know, this is the opportunity that we work for. The Fan. All right! 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland's sports leader, 1080 The Fan. Happy Football Friday, everybody. Super Wild Card Weekend. What is happening? Just waiting for the big Bama news to drop at 9.02. <laughs> Have we ever been more prophetic in our career of this yes. is going to happen in the next 10 minutes? <laughs> wait for it. Wait for it. Right as we sign off the air. There you go. I was legitimately walking to the bathroom on my way to go take a leak after the show when I saw the news. Show ended. Walked out of the studio. The bathroom is about, what, 50, 50 feet away, give or take? And by the time I walked to the bathroom, the news had already come out. Yeah, we have. We've <laughs> done that four or five times since we've been in the morning slot. We've told you something's probably going to happen at 9 o'clock today. Have fun. And then 9.05, 9.04, 9.10, And we just have to sit here... With our thumbs in our butts because we can't do anything about it. It is not fun when you're just watching the world react to news and all you could do is fire off a tweet. We wanted to have takes. I takes yesterday. I wanted to give my takes. But we know we have to hear the national opinion on Bill Belichick. <laughs> Let me guess. Great coach. Leader of men. I've heard he's a good coach. I've heard Bill Belichick. I haven't a good heard coach. that yet. Yeah, good coach. I have to tune in at 9 a.m. to Although, hear Although, you know, do we give him or Tom Brady the credit? you got to pick one or the other. They can't both get credit. One has to get the credit. And I don't know. Brady won in Tampa. I don't know. Belichick can get the credit. I don't know anymore. I, I, uh, I had to get out of here yesterday. I, I could not hang for very long. Because the last time we were signing off and something happened, it was Neil Olshay getting fired. Yes. And we got right back on the airwaves. We did. I could make a good case that yesterday's landing news was 
pretty close, if not above, for many people in that kind of category. Yes. And Bill Belichick. <laughs> Bill Belichick. Who's, by the way, not even retiring. He's going to coach again. He's just moving on from Tampa Bay. Or, excuse me, from New England. You're taking Tampa Bay today, aren't you? I might take Tampa Bay today. I don't think that uh, comes out unless uh, you're thinking about gambling. Unless I'm looking at that three-and-a-half line, and I'm kind of sniffing around it right now. Like, like uh, Saban, Saban's done coaching. He's not going to coach anymore. Massive story. End of an era. Yes. Not going to see him on the sideline again. Yes. Pete Carroll wants to coach again. Yes. Will somebody hire well, him? We'll I don't know. Belichick wants to coach again. Somebody will hire Bill Belichick. Yeah. And we will see him on the sidelines again. He is not dead. Yeah. And he is not retiring. He's just parting ways with the New England Patriots. Like, I I say this not having any expertise in newspaper. If I ran the Oregonian, I would actually put Lanning in some headline way of, like, Wolf of Wall Street, turning him down, (laughs) I'm staying. Like, give me the photo. Give me the great headline. That's... That's the goal today, if I was running the newspaper. I'm not leaving. Yeah, whatever whatever key three words you want to take from his video he tweeted out, use it and then put a photo of him. I tend to agree with you. That was, with all the smoke around it and the feeling a little over 24 hours ago that this, oh my God, like this could happen, and then we're reading the live odds on air yesterday morning, and it's like, when it got to minus 500, there's a little pucker factor, even for me, who didn't think he was going anywhere, of like, wait a minute, minus, minus 500? Ken Barkley made us feel better about that with Way that website, better. right? The second we did that interview, I thought, okay, we're fine. He's not going anywhere. These odds don't mean anything. Somebody's just placing 25 to $50 bets on Dan Lanning going to Alabama. But when you went from that to then the realization of not only is he not leaving, but he turned it into a recruiting pitch and then landed a recruit <laughs> last night, it ended up being a hell of a day. And I'm with you. Put it on the front page of the newspaper, man. If you're worried about your coach leaving... <laughs> Come play for us. We don't do anything for clicks, though. Okay, we do. We do things in substance. <laughs> yeah. This was a substance video. Absolutely, it was rooted in substance, and I think he talked with his helmet in that video. You guys definitely don't have one of the greatest no. marketing <laughs> companies to nope. ever exist running the athletic department. No, nope. we don't do billboards. No we don't way. do anything to seek attention. <laughs> we just focus on playing football on the grass. I uh, I tweeted this to you last <laughs> night. I I genuinely meant it. I I was happy for you. I know not every Duck fan's gonna believe that when I say it. But I didn't want my co-host, who's about two weeks or less away from having a child, to be a broken human being with that child coming into the world. And I think landing leaving would have broke you. Yeah, they'd say that you got to be worried about the post-baby depression for moms. Postpartum, yeah. Postpartum, it's a very serious deal. You can't double whammy that. You can't have mom be depressed and dad be depressed. Then you're just a depressed household. Dad's a little selfish being depressed (laughs) in that moment, but yes, to your point. Priorities here, right? I mean, top five recruiting class. Not carrying the baby in your womb anymore. (laughs) Same thing. Right? I mean, Washington could have won a national championship. I can't recover from that. This could have been a really bad week for me. I could have seen Washington win a national championship and my head coach leave in the same week. Yeah. And now they might lose a national championship and see their head coach leave in the same week. It's funny how sometimes things are on different shoes. Mm. I'm not going to make fun of them today, but it was... Oh, you will if it breaks. (laughs) You will if it breaks. It would have been demoralizing to say the least to go through this again. Two years, like, at least least Cristobal gave us four. We got four years of Mario. Yeah. This would have been two years and gone. Yeah. With all the optimism and all the recruiting and everything that's seemingly going in the right direction, you're going into a tougher conference next year and you got to go find a new head coach. It would have been an absolute back blow. It is easier for me to say this given we have the information now, but this is kind of why I just didn't uh, buy it. And it's not that 
It's not even to say that he wasn't a legitimate candidate or, you know, whatever. It we'll was, never know. Yeah. It was just, it's two years. He's been a head coach for two years. <laughs> right. I'm I'm not saying this is a shot. Do we have actu- do we have anybody that reported that he was the lead candidate or a candidate? Because the one thing I've tried I tried to parse out yesterday is have they narrowed this like Thamel went on and said they have a list. I'm like, yeah, but it, it really smells like they know who they want. And I don't know if that was Dan Lanning first and then he pivots out, or if it's has it always been Norvell? Is it always been DeBoer? I Tommy Reese internally. I, I don't I don't know the reporting of like what is accurate of what they who they were talking to or how their list was. We'll never have any clue. We never will know. The only reporting that we had on Landing was media members saying he's gonna be their top target. That was it. But we don't know if they were if an interview happened, if a phone call happened, somebody called Jimmy Sexton. We we'll never know. Here's where it's fascinating on his part though. And he he was he was brilliant with the way he handled it. Yeah, whether it's true or not, he turned it in. He turned it into yeah. I turned down Alabama. Yes, he did. That's whether how, that's true or not, whether it matters or not, it, like mm. that's what he turned it into. And now he can go into a recruits' homes and say Alabama wanted to hire me, and I turned them down because that's the public perception that is out there. Yeah, and so he turned it into a major win, whether they actually interviewed him or called him or not. We'll never know if they did. I tend to agree with you that they've had their guy identified, but. My follow-up to that would be, I thought a hire was going to be made yesterday. Like, there was a lot of smoke with this thing, that it seemed like it was going to happen. There was more flight tracking taking place in the afternoon. Like, I was kind of sitting around waiting on my phone last night. There's When's the bomb going to drop? It's coming at some point, and it still hasn't come yet, which I find, I don't know if it's because they're just ironing out details in the contract, if there's a few things that we haven't figured out yet, but I felt like if they had their guy, he would have been hired by now. Uh, also, it might break in the middle of our show today, so that's an important note. Nah, 9.03. It'll be 9.03. Let, let me let me just chime in on that one. That was really fun at 9 a.m. when the news was breaking, and Sprague literally is whispering in my ear while the open to the update is playing. Hey, 24-7's Matt Zenith says. And it's like, hell yeah, well, but Dirt God, had just gone for a piss. Timing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's ah! Of course it happens right now. It's happening. It's happening. Schultz, Schultz. Ah! Well, and we had way more energy about it than Colin freaking coward talking about Bill Belichick. By 11.30 yesterday, he was like, well, you know, these these coaches in the NFL, they're yeah, they're moving on. This is a historic day. It's like, do you want to be at work today? Five million dollar a year man? I was very fired up yesterday. I I yeah, I um I was very excited. Uh yes, you were excited. I almost poked you in the elbow when the cause I walked over behind you when the landing video p- came up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I got a little excited. A little excited. Yeah, because right? I showed you that you, you had you gone did. for the piss. So I came everything back. came out I'm right like, when you went it. What am I missing? And I was standing behind you and I thought I better back up so I don't poke you in the back. Okay. Let's also unpack this before we get going. Yeah, what do you and got? we'll dive into this at 7. Do you... It's a pretty massive story. Your coach turns Bama down for for Oregon. Big story. Theodore Lanning Johnson. <laughs> we going Theodore middle Theodore Daniel Johnson. I don't know. I, are, we, are we considering naming uh, things? Or, or, counterpoint, my ultimate take is he eventually will leave. Once he's more, you know, established, older, success. No, he's never leaving. Never leaving! Okay. <laughs> Bobby Bowden 2.0. It's never happening. I'm sure. He's going to be rolled out of that in a grave <laughs> in 90 years. Do you consider it? Or are you not that guy? Here's the big fear. Yeah. Uh, I have another buddy who I went to Oregon with who uh, is, of course, a diehard duck. And I grew up around him. He got a dog in his adult life. 
and it's been a long time since we've been out of college, but he got a dog a few years after he graduated, and he named his dog Titan. The reason he named his dog Titan was because he was a Mariota guy. Mariota played for the Titans, and now he's left with a dog named Titan. So there's always that fear. I love the idea. I would love to do it. The Mm. wife would never go for it. And if he does leave in two years, then you got problems. Do you remember the fan this past year? Don't you just hate? No, you don't hate, but like you kind of look at your dog and like, come on, Damn Titan. It. Come on. Titan. I mean, I think I would try and change the name if I'm being honest with you. There was a kid who showed up, I think, on one of the Levitard things where they had a gal who went to different uh, college games throughout the course of the year. Oh, yeah. I saw a couple of those this you year. You know, yeah. fans and all that. Yeah. She was at an LSU game this year talking to a fan. And all of his buddies were like, ask him what his middle name is. Ask him what his middle name is. Yeah. She's like, okay, what's your middle name? And he said, my middle name is Saban. (laughs) And he's an LSU fan, but it's because he was born at the time that LSU won the national championship. And Nick Saban was their head coach. And his parents were like, I mean, this guy's a legend. we got to name him after Saban. Yep. And then Saban went on to not only come back to the SEC, but go to their rival and win six more national championships. But let me ask you this. And you're like, named after the Alabama head coach. Yeah, but also like the GOAT. You know, you could spin this. You're an LSU fan, but he was part of your legacy too. He was. He won a title there. Uh, like, I don't think anybody, if anybody is out there that's our age or older, probably older, if anybody's out there and they gave their kid a middle name of Bilotti or Mike, or there's a chip, like, I wouldn't. I don't think that aged poorly. No, Bilotti's a little different because he he was like, that was the end of his coaching career. Sure. And he's most known for Oregon. And Chip still is most known for Oregon. It's his, I mean, that was his whole... That was his calling card. Yeah, it was his legacy building. Built his career. Yeah. I, you could get away with that. I guess that's a valid point. That if Lanning sticks around and he has the success that many hope that he can, then it doesn't matter if he leaves or not. It's still a good name. Like, I'm not giving my kid the middle name Orgeron <laughs> if I'm an LSU fan because of one great season. What about, what about Burrow, though? Yeah, Burrow. 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 Yeah. There there aren't any Duck fans that like went with Mario because they were feeling emotional after the Rose Bowl win, I hope. I hope. Like like oh I Chris. Hope. You have a lot of Mario You have a lot of white people naming their child Mario yeah, if they common. don't have Italian. Very common name in Medford. Is it? Yeah, very common. Klamath Falls, a lot, lot of Mario's out there. A lot of Mario's okay. in Cave Falls. Right. Okay. Well, let me ask you this though. <laughs> I actually well, I, I'm not asking you something, but I actually think what you're saying is worse. And we have a friend of a mutual friend of ours, Kyle Nepper, and mm-hmm. I, I hate to name him, but he's an example. What's up, Kyle? He did the Mario to Titan thing, but he did it with Joey and the Lions. He did. I never for the life of me will understand <laughs> that decision. The great college quarterback or player for my team, I'm just gonna root for his NFL team. The NFL is a different beast. Yes. I'm not I'm not cross-pollinating my college with my NFL. I'm rooting for my college guy. You know me. Who do I hate the most? What NFL team? The Dallas Cowboys. I will be kind of secretly a little happy if Cooks gets a touchdown pass. Cooks was an awesome player for Oregon State. I hate the Dallas Cowboys. That's what I do. I, I think naming somebody after a coach is not as bad as picking the team because your college player got drafted by him. I mean, here's how you have to do it. This is where Kyle Nepper went wrong, but now, ultimately, we'll see if he ends up being right this year. This is a good point. Yeah. He he stuck around after the quarterback left. He has. Now, here's what I will do. I will come in as a mercenary fan. Like, I will parachute into your fandom and into your, into your world and bubble. But the second my guy's gone, I'm gone too. 
I'm pulling. I'm pulling the shoot. I'm out of there. Then you're not really a fan. No, you're of just, course we're not. Yeah. I don't care about the Chargers winning or losing. I don't. Dean Spanos is an idiot. They have no fans. They shouldn't be in Los Angeles. The organization is a joke. Yeah. I want Herbert to win. That's yeah. why I root for them. Sure. And it was the same when Mariota was in Tennessee. I I didn't quite do the Joey thing in Detroit, but I get why a lot of Duck fans did. Uh, yeah. Then you got you got to pull the shoot though. The second it's done, you're out of there. And he remained a, a Detroit Lions fan. Now look at it. And now twenty years later, it's finally paying off. See if they went a playoff game, <laughs> but like win. it's gonna win. hosting. One. Come on, baby! Come they won on! Their first division. Roar boys, stand up! I also know another former coworker did the Mariota thing, went and became a Titan fan. Suddenly, now a Niner fan. Really odd. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. <laughs> and then it was a Bucks fan. It was, was a Bucks fan first, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then randomly, like the last two years, it was Niner. I was. I've been always confused by this. I won't name the name. But if they're hearing this, they know who they are. He's got a little bit of that swag fan DNA. He kind of does. Yeah. Swag's done this with two of his teams. He has not only bolted on his NFL team to to go root for the Chargers. Great call. He also did this to his NHL team. He did. He just abandoned the Canucks for no reason. No, because they 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 kept breaking his heart. <laughs> Welcome to the Seattle Kraken fandom. He just he just dumped one team and jumped on another. Yeah. One. What if they don't win a title in the next twenty years? <laughs> they might not. They're having a great run right now. True. But not easy to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, all right. Well, it's going to be a good show. We have a lot to get to today. If the Bama news breaks, we'll pass it. Well, is something happening? What's happening? Do we have some news? What's what's going on? No, no we might have to keep talking while I get our. Water oh, okay. Orbit. No We're worries. Issues oh, as well. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know when we have commercials here in a second. Okay, you let me know. Well, uh, uh, we have we have no guests today because there's a lot to get to. Yes, there is. We don't have time for guests. We're going to Sprague Line at eight thirty. So you got to get those Sprague Line sponsors in at the Vancouver Ford text line five zero three. 864-6326. I am in a one and two streak for like six weeks, it feels like. And what? There is a little bit of news out of Seattle right now. Do you want to get to it, or do you want to get to it now? Do we have time to get to it? Oh, or? we have time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, yeah. Are, are, are you going to be okay? Is everything okay? Are you okay? doing all right, Schultze? Is We're it going to okay. be like eight minutes? <laughs> it's going to be like maybe two or three. So. Okay. All right. Well, at well, least. Uh, we, I had told Schultze when we got in today, I wanted him to roll on a Seattle radio station at 8 a.m. this morning oh, because no. Kalen DeBoer was going to be in <laughs> studio at KJR at 8 a.m. And I yeah. was just curious what he was going to say and how that message was going to go. Uh, KJR has announced that that interview will be rescheduled <laughs> and he will no longer be joining them in studio this morning. Rescheduled? Yeah, it's not going to be rescheduled. It's not. I, that's uh, So that's where... That's the news. KJR tweeted that out a bit ago, and everybody was eager to hear from him and what he was going to have to say. And it doesn't even mean that he was going to stay, because you pointed out, I did not realize that Steve Sarkeesian did this years ago, and he did his in-studio interview. In 2013, yeah. He said, I'm not going to USC, and I haven't talked to USC, and then like a day later or whatever, he was on a plane to Los Angeles. I I know the NFL is the behemoth of the sports world. I have way too many Gerard Mayo tweets. I can't scroll my timeline. <laughs> yeah. Every tweet is a Gerard Mayo yeah. tweet. Congratulations, Gerard Mayo. I'm very happy for hey, you. Yeah. Youngest coach in the NFL. Yeah. That's great. Can we clean out the timeline a little bit? Yeah, that's all I'm getting. <laughs> it's all it is. Every tweet is a Gerard Mayo tweet. I just, yeah. Where K- the hell is the KJR tweet? KJR tweeted it out. Oh, it's 6 a.m., 17 God. minutes ago. Husky fans, we know you were looking forward to a visit with Coach DeBoer this morning. Please understand that Coach DeBoer and UW Athletics are continuing to work towards a future oh. we can all be excited about. At this time, Coach will not be joining us this morning, but we will reschedule our interview soon. That's not good. 
I could have. Let's put be a, honest. I could have put what a is lot this? of money. What's last it smell? Night? Like? I went back, so I pulled up our YouTube. So I was tweeting out our stuff yesterday, and it was it was we had a really good show yesterday. I thought I had a lot of fun. There was a lot going on. I, I can't we, tell if those shows are good. To be honest with you, I'm kind of <laughs> just in a haze of like, look at my laptop. <laughs> no, what the hell? I don't know. We were showing each other our laptops yesterday during the show, and I thought that was quite entertaining. Look at my porn. No, you look at my porn. Oh, you got good porn over there. And you said legitimately in the opening segment yesterday. You know, there's a chance we leave here today with Lanning reaffirming his status at Oregon and being far more concerned about the coach in Seattle being on the way out. I think he said that 10 minutes into the show yesterday. So, well, I mean, tip of the cap to you, Bob. Thank I mean, I I said it, but I I don't know. I feel like you and I and everybody else that loves sports, like you're kind of hearing and seeing some of the same tea leaves. Also, you just he doesn't have a con. He's not a contract yeah, extension yet. It, it, the agent thing is what did it for me. Hearing the Feldman thing of who he hired as his agent, we can get to that if it breaks. Uh, I don't want to interrupt the show sheet that I have. That's fine. So there's the note. That's the note. His KJR interview at 8 a.m. in Seattle has been postponed? Question mark? Rescheduled? I don't know if you want him on <laughs> if he becomes the Bama coach, but maybe you do. I don't know. But we had um, a local guy that interviewed Mario after he left. Loved my time there. Got some good players. Half the team transferred out the next year. It was a hard-hitting interview, too. <laughs> it was. A lot of hard questions. Uh, we have a lot to get to today. Good to be with you, Schultz. It's great to have you in. We've got some audio. i got some fun audio. I want to talk a little bit more about Nick Saban. He did a great interview with Reese Davis yesterday. Schultz pulled some cuts from that. But uh, we're already way against it, so let's just give the Blazers what they deserve. Their segment for the day. They lost by 60 points. Next on The Fan. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hallelujah, it's Friday. 
This is a Wild Card Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. I want to say a quick thank you. It is a Friday, end of the week. It's been an uh, interesting week. A lot going on. We've got Super Wild Card Weekend to get to and discuss. I want to dive into that. We'll get to the Dan Lanning stuff at 7. If the Kalen DeBoer-Bama thing is a thing and it breaks during the show, obviously we'll get into that. I want to talk about Nick Saban. I didn't feel like we talked. I don't know. I didn't feel like we talked enough Nick Saban yesterday. And then he did an interview with Reese Davis, so we got some cuts from that. Yep. And I got some audio uh, I want to get to with it. Um, I wanted to say quickly, thank you to listeners again. Uh, if you read the radio trades, we had an article come out a couple days ago that tagged us and I don't really follow this stuff. It's not good for my mental health. Uh, it's why I don't always have the text machine up. I'm just not an individual personally that can operate in those spheres all the time. Uh, so it was good news that we, uh, read in the trades. Thank you to listeners again. This show isn't possible without people tuning in and having fun with us. And so I wanted to say thank you. Uh, your Portland Trailblazers dirt. <laughs> what happened last night? Uh, we may have had more people listening to our radio show yesterday than they had watching because they lost by 62 points. That was so bad that at one point during the broadcast, they just threw it to Jamie Hudson to do a weather report, like in the middle of action. Like a Portland like snowstorm. Like, hey, so it's going to snow. <laughs> What's the weather looking like tomorrow as Portland's down by 67 points in the third quarter? I had to run errands, and so I, you know, they were getting blown out, and I turned the radio on. I'm listening to Demers. And they OKC scores, and I, I I was like, I wonder what the score is. <laughs> and he goes, seventy eight to thirty five. And I went, huh, seven. And my wife's in the car with me, and I go, seventy eight to thirty five. <laughs> and then she does the math, and she says how much they're down. Like I already knew how many they were down, <laughs> but she said it, and I'm like, my god. How bad is this gonna get? And then it was Oof. at one point, one hundred one to fifty two. I had to go get my car at the dealership. It was 101 to 52, and I went, wow. When you're getting doubled up in an NBA game, wow. that late into a game, <laughs> they almost lost by as many points as they scored. I said the exact same thing to the wife. I said, there's no way. <laughs> I kind of was rooting for that to happen, to be honest with you. It was close. They lost by, what, 68 points, I believe, and they scored 77 that's the get. There was they lost eight- by sixty two. Oh, is it sixty two? It was sixty two. Okay. Yeah. So they were down by sixty eight at one point, I believe. Yes. Right? And I read that correctly. So sixty two, seventy seven, thirty nine in the first half, thirty eight in the second half, seventy seven total. This Consistency is, this is true. Demers had two things that true. stuck out to me. I want to. I want to comment on our old uh, uh, coworker here. I've the only good thing he had to call all night was that Matisse Thybul had picked up a steal to extend a steal streak of 26 games. Hey, look at that! Like he got it in yeah. with four minutes left Let in the fourth go. quarter. Way to go, Tease! And Demers, I'm trying to match the excitement. Went and he got it <laughs> because literally he had nothing else. He was talking about monster trucks at one point. <laughs> I mean, and like I, I jokingly kind of sent this out, but like when you lose by 60. Does somebody lose a job? I don't know what to do with this anymore. I, I, I'm i finding Twitter too toxic to talk about any of it. Um, there doesn't seem to be real much middle ground. It's fire Chauncey or you're an idiot if you want to. And I don't want to participate in that. But, man, I knew this was going to be not a good season. 
some of these games. And that's not even the worst loss in their their franchise's history. No, it's not. But at least I know that in 1998, it got better. And I don't know if it's going <laughs> to get better in 2023. To the question about firing. Or 2024, excuse me. Yes, going forward. The question about firing a coach. Jody Allen or Burke Cold, whoever's calling the shots, we tend to know who that is, just fired the greatest head coach in the history of the NFL organization that she owns, who had back-to-back seasons of 9-8. and eight. He was above 500 each of the two years. They shockingly went to the playoffs last year, in which everybody expected them to take a massive step back. They went to the playoffs last year. Yeah. At nine and eight. Yeah. They followed that up with another nine and eight campaign without a franchise quarterback. And he actually missed a couple of games this season. They were above 500 and missed the playoffs by just a, just Tie a margin. Tiebreaker. Tiebreaker against yeah. the Green Bay Packers. Yep. That's why they're not there. Yep. And that got the coach fired. <laughs> yeah. But this is a rebuild. But this is a rebuild. Yeah. So that was supposed to be a rebuild, and they went above 500 both years. This is supposed to be a rebuild, and we're losing game by, games by 60 points, but we can't fire the head coach. I'm not arguing in any way, shape, or form that firing Chauncey is going to change the outlook of this year's well, team. Well, no, this team's not Nobody good. believes that. Nobody nobody should argue that. It's just an idea of, like, are we? Or is anything happening? There was a clip. I don't know if you want to keep talking about this. But Anthony Simons was on the J.J. Reddick podcast this week. I I meant to listen to it yesterday, and I just kind of ran out of time with things I was doing. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I got a good chunk of it in. And one of the anecdotes they were talking about was Damian Lillard and his leadership and how he helped get to the player that he is. Mentoring him, yeah. There was an anecdote in there where he said there was a game against Dallas legitimately, what, last week, whenever one of those two games that they lost by 50 points in. And he said they were throwing looks at him defensively that he was overwhelmed by. They were trapping him. They were double-teaming him. They were giving him looks that he just is not used to now being the number one scorer in the offense. And he said in the aftermath of that game, during the game, he's thinking to himself, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. I'm just passing out. They're taking me out of the game. He said after the game, his <laughs> response to that was to call Dame and to say, hey, how do, what do I do here? How do I handle this? When they throw this at me, what should I do? And Dame gave him some feedback and said, you should try this, try that. You can't let him take you out of the game. And I thought to myself, you have a head coach who was a guard in the NBA. Yet, isn't that, wasn't that the whole point in hiring him? I'm not saying that Chauncey's not helping Anthony Simons in any way, shape, or form. I just found that fascinating of when it was brought up, I'm getting defensive looks that I don't know how to handle. It wasn't, I'm going to go talk to my coach on the bench who was a point guard who won an NBA championship. I'm going to call my former teammate. I think relationships, this can happen in the league when you have good relationships. I also, I hear everything you're saying, and I'm not, like, disagreing with that either. Like, like where are they improving? Coach, what are co- they doing? Like- you shouldn't have to call. <laughs> I think the point you're making, and I kind of agree with it, you can talk to Dame about things and ideas or coverages or what, schematics. Yes. That seems like a question you shouldn't need to have to ask Dame that your coach should, like, a coach or the coaching staff or whoever – somebody should be able to provide that information like in the locker room after you're done being pissed off by losing by 30. Yes, or after a possession when you come over to the bench, like, hey, remember when they trapped you and double-teamed you coming over the half court? Why don't you try this Uh, next time? Why don't you try that? I wish we had another team because they'd really get their comeuppance. They're such an irrelevant team right now. That was so bad. They're going to get waxed tonight. They play Minnesota. Yeah, I'm glad we rested the young guys. We got a back-to-back tonight. Yeah. I'm glad we sat all the young we guys. We won't lose by 62, I don't think. Uh, look, I, I'm rooting for Scoot. I hope he has a great career. The goggles are cool. The afro's cool. His his plus minus is uh, something that I know. I know. It's not his fault. I just didn't know that was humanly possible. No, I mean. He played 31 minutes and was a minus 56. Shea Gildress played 21 and scored 31 points. <laughs> Efficiency. Let's get off of this. This is a hellscape for me.
I'm actually quite enjoying it. Uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> I'm laughing at it too. I can't help but chuckle. It's ugly. Uh, Nick Saban retired. I want to talk a little bit about him, and uh, here's some fun with audio coming up next. But first, Schultzy with a sports update. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. is a wild card week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com. On 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Spray with you on this uh, super wild card weekend Friday. We get ready for all the NFL. We will get to a lot of the NFL today, I promise. I know yesterday was kind of a <laughs> flight tracker landing, Bama goats retiring all over the place show, and we didn't. I don't think we talked to any wild card weekend stuff, and so a little bit with Ken, but that was it. Little, that, a couple yeah. of gambling nuggets, but that was all. That was it. Uh, we will dive into it today. I want to talk a little more Nick Saban. He did a sit down interview with Reese Davis. Uh, Schultze pulled these cuts. I, I want to start. I, uh, Schultze, I believe the why he retired one is the very first question, right? I thought this was a great. This is a. I've I've flipped on the Nick Saban stuff. I mean, when you and I started doing a radio show, we were much younger and. Yeah, he's kind of the red ass yelling at the clouds on Chip Kelly, and then he's doing the Chip Kelly thing. Yeah, and, you know, but he's evolved really well, and I don't know, I just something about him that I I've really come to appreciate the last like six to seven years, and so big deal that he retires. This is why he retired. I thought this was a very honest answer, and one that that not many people would want to say publicly. No, I don't think there's any good time, especially when you're a coach, because once you're a coach, you think you're going to be a coach forever but I actually thought that uh, in hiring coaches uh, recruiting players uh, that my age started to become a little bit of an issue people wanted uh, assurances that I would be here for three years five years whatever and it got harder and harder for me to be honest about and to be honest this last season uh, was grueling Uh, it was a real grind uh, for us to come from where we started to where we got to Uh, took a little little more out of me than usual and you know when people mentioned the health issue it was really just the grind of can you do this the way you want to do it can you do it the way you've always done it and be able to sustain it and do it for the entire season 
And if I couldn't make a commitment to do that in the future, uh, the way I, I think I have to do it, um, I thought maybe this was the right time based on those two sets of circumstances uh, that, um, like I said, there's never a good time. Uh, but I thought maybe this was the right time. Just the grind. The grind got to him, yeah. and he had a blurb about, you know, recruits and parents and some coaches like, hey, how much longer are you going to be there? How committed are you? And he's right. Year after year, it becomes harder and harder to be like, well, I'll be here for a blank amount of years. <laughs> yeah. He's 70, what, 72? 70, 70, 72. 72 years old? Like, that's a pretty honest look at somebody who, by the way, was in the Final Four this year. Yes, he was. He was a play away from winning that game and maybe winning a national championship. Um, it, I, We do this a lot with athletes, and I want to make sure we do it with coaches as well. I think one of the hardest things to do for all of these people, because they are ultra competitors, they've been doing this their entire lives, like, how many years has Nick Saban now been a coach in football at either level? 45 years like it's been a lot that dude started coaching probably relatively shortly after college yeah and he is now 72 years old that's his, this is his entire life and it's not easy to walk away from this stuff nobody wants to see the player the jerry rice in a seahawks uniform like we just don't that's painful it gives us a vision in our mind of like god you're just i remember when you were the great why are you still playing so this is what's so unique about lebron having the ability to look at it and understand like I can't do it at that level anymore. I, I have set a standard for myself for my entire career that it's one way and we're going to do it the best we possibly can, and I'm not going to let that slip. I thought our buddy Josh Pate had a great point on his show last night. Like, not every old-time coach has done this. Go look at every – like Joe Paterno in Penn State. The last 15 years of that wasn't pretty. It wasn't Penn State in the 1980s when they were competing for national championships. We don't need to get into the off-the-field stuff. Bobby Bowden at Florida State. The end of it was like he's just hanging on. He's sitting in a golf cart at practice in, yeah. a, in a straw hat. And like, yep. where are we going? Is there? You can't fire him because he's Bobby Bowden. So to, for him to understand and acknowledge, like, this is it. I've run my course, and I can't do it at the top of the top. And so I'm walking away. I give him a lot of credit for that. I uh, I thought there were a couple things that I've heard and I've read that I, I just think kind of explain, like, uh, you might, some coaches, it's hard year after year after year after year. I thought he had a couple interesting blurbs, which given their situation, they're looking for a coach that may fill that void today. He said, he told Reese Davis, it's harder to maintain success yeah. than to go from the bottom to build up to success. That's a fascinating to say, a thing to say in the moment where your school has success and you're looking to sustain it. <laughs> have fun trying to maintain that. He's going to have an office at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Yes, he is. So he'll overlook everything. Uh, he also, there was a blurb from Feldman where Feldman said, you know the difference between him and, him and Jimbo that I heard that I really liked? And I thought this was a really cool little nugget. When Jimbo won the title and then Jimbo went to A&M, you could not tell Jimbo anything. Jimbo knew because Jimbo won. Jimbo, Jimbo, Jimbo. Nick Saban, every day of his career, called and talked to coaches just so he could keep in touch with what was happening at lower levels, yeah. with younger coaches, different systems, recruiting things. Do you know, he admitted in his interview yesterday, Dirt, he was interviewing coaches the day he retired? <laughs> yes, he was. He said he wasn't, and I was wrong on that. I, I assumed he had made this decision previously. He claims that he made it that, like, yeah. he was still working and he didn't know what speech he was going to give to the team when he walked into the locker room. I don't want to call him a liar. I think he just mentally couldn't grasp it fully. I still think he knew he was kind of hanging it up. Miss Terry's hug, the wave goodbye, yeah. you know, unusual things for him. But his routine is wake up, go be the coach. 
And the day he retired, he had three interviews, and he got done with them. And four or five hours later, he's like, well, I'm done. <laughs> it's just like, what a weird thing to yeah. go into work kind of knowing you're retiring but refusing it. And then by the end of the shift, you're like, yeah, I'm I'm done. <laughs> he woke up and went to work yesterday. I, I know. He, he went into up. his office. He's going to do this every day. He said he's going to show up every single day and still do stuff. I, I, I got two audio clips I want to get to. Okay. I actually, can I give you a job I think he'd be stellar at that could actually continue the legacy if he so chooses? Oh, what do you got? I would love to see him in the media. Yeah, I think he's going to college game day. He basically hinted with Reese Davis that's happening. I mean, that would be, I think he's going to be good because he won't give me the hot takey thing. He'll no. just give me the coaching thing, and I want that. Get Lee Corso off of that dais and put Nick Saban on there. I think he'd be a really good athletic director. I do, too. And I think you can make a good argument, as biased as you might think it is with his conference affiliation, I think he'd be a great commissioner for the whole thing of college football as they move into this semi-smaller NFL sphere. You need somebody in charge that can corral support and get everybody on the same page, and there's nobody in the sport that has more respect than Nick Saban. And I would hope that he would be willing to do something like that. You would need all the conferences to sign off on it. I don't know if they would. But at the very least, I expect him to be on TV next year, and he has been terrific every time he has been. And I think it'll be an upgrade for whoever gets him, likely ESPN. Uh, I'll only pull one cut, Schultz. I appreciate you getting both. We don't have time for the, uh, the longer one here. You may not remember this. Do you remember who the last coach of Alabama was? The last game for Alabama before they hired Nick Saban. Oh, God. If you don't know it, I want you to noodle. I'm going to play the audio of him. This was him at the half talking to the media. This was the last game before they hired Nick Saban. Mm. Take a listen. Coach Kynes, it's been a while since you were the head coach. What do you tell your team at half? We just got to stop that little inside trap. You know, the option didn't hurt as much. We played pretty hard. We just got to stop that inside. (laughs) Offensively, we kind of sputtered around, got the ball in the end zone. You know, defensively, we got to get out off the field on that two-minute drive. With key injuries to your offensive line, what do you do in the second half? Oh, we're going to go play. We just got to keep playing. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. <laughs> he has a magnificent personality, <laughs> I'll tell you that. That was Alabama before Nick Saban. Is it Mike Shula? Is that who it was? Mike Kynes. Mike, yeah, I would have He's never an interim coach. Yeah. I forgot. I think that might have been the Mike Price year. They had to fire Whatever it was. Whoever yeah. the hell it was, That he was the interim. <laughs> Things that's, have changed. that's the exact opposite of Jim Tom Sula, and I love it. Like that was, that was a little uh, uh, Ed Orgeron right there. This is what Alabama sounded like before yeah. Nick coach Saban. Kines, it's been a while since you were the head coach. What <laughs> do you <laughs> tell <laughs> your team <laughs> in half? We just got to stop that little inside trap. You know the option didn't hurt as much. Inside trap, man. Gotta you got to stop inside trap. Got to not... stop that inside thing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do about your offensive line? Well, we just got to try harder. He's got to play. Yeah, I'm sure Nick Saban's uh, blueprints. Try harder. <laughs> I did enjoy the note from Chris Lowe yesterday who said he went to his office. He he will be cleaned out of his office by the end of the week. Or it's by, done. Is that it's over? over yeah. But he's getting a new office in Bryant Dennis Stadium. He was walking around talking to people, and then on his way out of the facility, he stopped by the Alabama golf facility and hit a bucket of balls. Good for him. And I thought, you know what? Good, Yeah, good for Nick Saban. I will say this finally. I do agree. I saw a tweet that said they should not actually clear out his office you should just put, like, glass casing and leave everything as is, the way they do with John Wooden's. Yeah, just build a new office somewhere else for the head coach. I kind of agree. I would actually want to go. If I was randomly visiting McGinley in Birmingham, yeah, I would actually want to go to Tuscaloosa just to look at his office. It's a great point, Have man. you done the John Wooden thing? I have not done the John Wooden thing. I, ha- I was covering UCLA for Comcast for the first Pac-12 title game. I had, like, three hours to kill, so I just meandered about the facilities and I just walked right into the trophy room, which is awesome. 
and you just look behind glass casing. There was John Wooden's office, and you're just kind of like, you're kind of mesmerized. You're like, look at his books. Look at that. Look at the way his chair's sitting. It's so old. There's a blanket there. He was old and cold. <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know. It sounds dumb, but it's kind of cool. I'm with you. They should do that. His ability to evolve will always be impressive. Like I think you can look at what Dabo's going through right now. You mentioned Jimbo. Like A lot of these guys, you feel like they're the next big name. Here comes the next big thing in the sport, and they can't evolve with it. And what Saban was able to do to adapt to so many different eras and systems and from the BCS to the 14 playoff to the you know whatever, he, he has always found a way to evolve on the field and off the field, and that's the sign of a true great. We'll get to the Dan Landing stuff at the top of the hour. Dirt and Sprague, we're back with more on 1080 The Fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is a wild card week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. You know, it doesn't happen often, college football stealing everything from the NFL this week. It's a year-round sport now, man, with the portal, coaching changes. It's absolute chaos for 12 months a year. Softy's not handling it well. (laughs) I bet not. These last two, three days, it's going to be documentary worthy, which He's, is why the college football coverage is stealing. Chelsea, he tweeted eight hours ago, I got to get off this emotional roller coaster from last week to this week. I'm spent. <laughs> I've experienced losing a national championship game twice. It's not fun. It's incredibly painful and about the worst thing that you can go through as a fan. I've experienced losing a head coach and getting dumped. Not fun. It's an absolute twist of the knife in the back. Three times. Three times. I've never dealt with the same thing or both of those things in the same week. Yeah, I can't even imagine what the emo- like. We are legitimately a week ago. We were doing shows previewing the national championship game and how Washington could win a national championship. To one week later, not only did they get steamrolled in the game, they now might be losing their head coach. Deal said, uh, <laughs> "This is still better than interviewing Charlie Ward, though." <laughs> A non-existent DeBoer interview is better than Ward. I don't Schultz, know. Uh, I, don't know. I, I don't think. Were you at the fan? You I, you probably don't remember this. We interviewed Charlie Ward. I I have also interviewed Charlie Ward. Oh, you have. Uh, yeah, because uh, the one of the former hosts I worked for went on a, a Heisman Trophy winner kick. He's like, get me every former Heisman Trophy winner you can. Oh, I love when hosts are so like realistic with guests. <laughs> oh, it, yeah, exactly. For a nineteen twenty year old producer too, it was just like, what am I doing? Um, anyways, but Charlie find Ward, Tim Tebow's phone number. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, well, one phone number I was able to find was I think it was like coach of like a high school in Florida at the time was former Heisman winner NBA. Charlie Ward and uh, was like, yo, Mr. Uh, Seminole there would love to come on uh, the show. Uh, Maybe have you for 10, 15 minutes. He's like, sure. Like, he's like, why do people want me on a show? And it was the worst 15 minutes of radio (laughs) that I think I've ever produced. 15 minutes. We went, I think, four to five and we cut it like it was. This is not good. He was offered up as a podcast host. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't, you know, thought he'd be really good. And we got him on the air and he's like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I was really good in the NBA and at football. It's like, okay. Which so- sport did you like better? <laughs> yeah, I think I kind of like both. 
So you interviewed all Bill right. Belichick without all the championships. Cool. We're on to Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've heard Belichick interviews on WEI. He at least like will answer a question every now and then. Yeah, he's got a little bit of care. He just doesn't like to let it out all the time, but no. he's, there's something there, the little personality there. Yeah, like he stepped to the podium yesterday and said, I haven't seen this many cameras since we signed Tebow. <laughs> it it's a, a great line. It's a phenomenal joke. There was the viral video of Randy Moss inviting him to the Halloween party many years ago. I love that video. It is one of my favorite videos that exists. If you've not watched it, go watch it. It was all over the place, and it's Moss in his office. Like trying to entice him, and he's like, Yeah, I mean, it's Halloween, candy, costumes, what's there not to like? He shows up as this like head to toe pirate. It's phenomenal. This is an interesting thing that I want to get to. We'll, we'll dive into the um, the super wild card slate at 7 15. We'll get the landing stuff here in just a minute. If the intel is correct right now, so Gerard Mayo was hired by the Pats this morning. That happened. That was their guy the whole time. He had it in his contract. They never interviewed or looked at anybody nope. else, according to the show before ours. It legitimately said in his contract, I will be the next head coach of the New England Patriots. Uh, Tennessee, I don't know. But the Chargers, there's a lot of there's been a lot of noise on Harbaugh. We'll wait and see on that. Again, some of the stuff can change. And yesterday it kind of sounded like Washington isn't so dead set on giving everything to Bill Belichick. Where is he going? Uh, is I think, Carolina like Bill Belichick's no, not, going not going to Carolina? No. I think there will be a better team that gives him a job. I, I a think, playoff team, maybe it could be. Yeah, I, I think you if you're Bill Belichick, you wait to see what happens this weekend. You want Sirianni or Belichick? Uh, I would take Belichick. Really? I would. Sirianni just got to a Super Bowl. We'll see what they do in the playoffs. <laughs> he did. They've also crumbled this year, and they might lose this weekend in the wild card round. And Bill Belichick has six of them, so that's a little bit better than getting to one. What a brutal industry. Yeah, it's just Philly's a fascinating team because they did this kind of with Peterson. Peterson won a Super Bowl, and then a couple of years later, they turfed him. And it's yeah. like, wait, what? And then they hired Sirianni, and they got back, so everybody thought they made the right move. I also think it, I don't know if Dallas is going to lose. I don't think they're going to lose, but if they do... Like, you can't keep Mike McCarthy if he loses in the wild card round, can you? Can Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick coexist, though? Probably not, but it would be a call <laughs> if I were Jerry Jones that I would make, and it would be a team that if I'm Bill Belichick that I'd be interested in. He's not going to coach for 10 more years. What do you think about the nugget that the Pittsburgh loses? Whether Win or lose is irrelevant. There's a nugget out there that Tomlin wants to take a year off. I've seen that one. That's interesting. Belichick going to Pittsburgh? Yeah, for a year, maybe? He's gotten, I mean... Pressure to win, sure, but like that's as patient an ownership group in sports as you find. It is. They don't have a franchise quarterback, though. If I'm Belichick, that's the only thing I care about. I'm not looking for a rebuild. I'm not going to be doing this for another decade. Hmm. I'm not drafting. Like, Carolina doesn't make sense. Washington, for me, for that example, Vegas? doesn't make sense. Vegas, Brady's the co, you know. That doesn't make Who's your quarterback? Are you going to win? Are you like who's your guy? Is Aiden O'Connell the guy? Are you drafting a quarterback? Is it going to take him three years to get there? Well, he's got a winner on his roster that he's had before, Jimmy G. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Hey, what very, about Atlanta? I, I know they're yeah, lacking. Yeah, Rusini mentioned that. Atlanta could article. be it. Again, no quarterbacks. You got to go find exactly. one. Exactly. Yes. You're lacking a quarterback, but I was listening to some local Atlanta sports radio, and they were talking about a couple of things they're looking for in their head coach. I mean, hey, Arthur Blank, I, I heard Isaac say this yesterday on primetime. He loves old guys, and, and he's right. You know, I think you're talking about like, can Jerry and Bill coexist? No, but I think Arthur and Bill could coexist for three to four years if they draft a quarterback. That's someone you want there. He could build maybe a staff up of assistants, right? somebody to take over like it just seems like a good fit and it feels yeah. like old guy knows the business of being a head coach can develop a staff can develop a quarterback they they're gonna draft pretty high I'd say so no, I, but yeah but if that good offense fit. is what it was in new england atlanta's not a city that wants to put up with that offense no. that city is flash That's vic fair. lamar jackson they want a good quarterback they want a fun offense to watch man like <laughs> 
That's why the Lamar Jackson trade should have happened. They should have went and got Lamar Jackson. God, with those weapons. Oh, my God. Kyle <laughs> Pitts would have actually gotten the football. Bijan Robinson and Lamar on an RPO? Oh, my God. Who do you gear up for on that one? Arthur Blank came out the other day and said, we made the right call not pursuing Lamar Jackson. Okay. Oh, all right. He's Let's keep double second MVP. But yeah, all right. I, I think if I'm Belichick, my thought process would be: What happens in Dallas and Philly? Wait and see there. If one of those two jobs opens up, those are Super Bowl rosters in my mind. That they you have could, the offense. They, they got, only need defensive tweaks yep. in Philly. I can feel how I want about Hurts as a top five guy, but he's a franchise quarterback. Yeah. I don't deny that. Dak is as well. And then I think if those two don't open up, my next one would be the Chargers because you have Justin Herbert. You've answered that question. I can handle the defense. Let's go find an offensive coordinator. Those would be the three jobs that I would look at. Dan. Manning chooses Oregon over Bama and Super Wild Card Weekend. Loaded second hour, Dirt and Sprague on YouTube, 1080 The Fan, and the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.